You've waited months, maybe even years for this. The K-1 visa process, that's done. You've made the big move to the USA. You've started to settle in. So now it's time to get married. All united to witness the exchange of wedding bows between David and Daniel. I'm Dan Gooding, and this is the Immigrant Fiancé. This time, we're going to talk about getting married, and I'm going to share my story with you. There really has been so much build-up to this moment in your journey, and there are more immigration hurdles to overcome. But this really is a great moment, and it will be different for each of you. I think because it's not how I wanted it to be, I just wanted it to be over with. We had like a hand, you know, we wrap all the ribbons around your hand, and you get that knot to keep, so we had that little kind of tradition in there. I hope this episode has you all excited to say, I do. If you've got any questions or feedback or want to get involved, you can contact me via Twitter or Instagram at Immigrant Fiance. I'm going to be very open with you here, and I hope that you'll let me. We've spent a lot of time hearing other people's stories, but getting to this episode especially, this one about weddings, it's made me reflect. I never thought I would get married, ever. Not just growing up, but well into my 20s, having a partner for life, it just felt like a fairy tale. I am Christian, and I am gay. Those two truths live side by side and in conflict. We're not going on some deep dive here, I promise, but these facts meant I just didn't ever really get to considering marriage because I was so busy figuring out myself and wondering if I'd ever find a man for me. For others going down this route, they found love a second time or met their person with a fully-fledged idea of how their wedding will look. Not the case for me. When I met David in Seville in 2018, I was 26. Still young, I know, but a 26-year-old honestly thinking that a lifetime of singleness was on the cards. When David met me, well, he texted his friends back in the US saying he'd just met his future husband. What a call. But wait a minute, this podcast is literally called The Immigrant Fiancé. It's about a process leading up to getting married, so surely the marriage part dawned on me early on in our relationship too. No, no. When we first talked about making a move one way or the other, the routes considered were job-based. It felt so early to talk about getting married. But the job routes, the student visa routes, they had too many barriers, too much uncertainty... And we just knew we wanted to live together, to be together. So to start, going down the green card path just seemed logical. Friends even had joked about it, and I brushed it aside as it felt such a big deal. Once we made the decision and put in all the paperwork and were effectively engaged, well, that is when it started to dawn on me. I was going to get married. Me. After a long time alone, I was going to be in this committed legal relationship. Then we waited and waited, as I talked about in series one, and then it was all about the visa interview and packing up my stuff, and honestly, the planning of wedding bit really wasn't at the forefront of our minds, despite the 90-day deadline once I set foot in the US. Of course, we did have to sort it eventually. Deportation wasn't really something I wanted. Covid, of course, caused issues. We weren't going to be able to have any friends or family from the UK there, and travel in the US wasn't great at the time either. Having a big event wasn't something either of us particularly wanted anyway, but we knew we wanted to mark the occasion. Getting a licence was also a hassle. 
Clark's offices were still closed and so marriage ceremonies didn't look likely. We might have to get a friend to officiate. Just in time though, the Manhattan City Clark's office, where marriages can take place, reopened. Getting a slot was stressful and felt like we were trying to buy concert tickets the moment they go on sale. All the available times disappeared within moments of going up and then random ones popped up, meaning we ended up with a 9.30 ceremony on a Monday morning. The obvious time to get married. One of the things I think I was most excited about was getting a new suit. If we couldn't have everyone around, that didn't mean we weren't going to make the day as special as possible. And seeing David get his suit fitted was very emotional. That was probably one of those moments where I was like, crap, this is really happening. I'm marrying this man. If you're all interested and you've listened so far, so I guess you are or might be, I had a light green slash teal suit with a nature printed tie. The print was called Jumanji, so I had to. The morning we got married, we woke up to a beautiful video from my family and friends back home wishing us a happy wedding day. Congratulations on your wedding day! Happy wedding happy day! Happy wedding day! I know these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. I definitely cried a lot. Then we got all dressed up and obviously got on the subway to City Hall. At City Hall with our one witness, David's New York mum, we got married in a one and a half minute ceremony. After David couldn't hear the efficient, that is. David, Solomon Clark McDaniel, your spouse. A slight moment of panic there. Solomon Clark McDaniel, your spouse. Yes, I do. Promise to love, honor, cherish. Keep Daniel for as long as you show us. I do. As a token of your promise, you place the wedding bag on Daniel's room. But then that was it. We were husbands. Certificate and everything. I do. We had a delicious celebratory brunch, multiple people complimented us on our outfits around the city, and then I went and started a photography course in the afternoon, obviously. That evening, we did go out for a fancy meal, just us two. Just us husbands. Honestly, if you had told 25-year-old me that in the not-too-distant future I'd be getting married in New York and living there, he just wouldn't have believed you. A few weeks later, we were able to gather with New York friends to celebrate and exchange vows properly and rings with a UK and US audience on Skype. And maybe someday we can celebrate with a wider group too. It wasn't exactly a conventional wedding, but nothing about this has been conventional for me. That's enough about me. What about other immigrant fiancés? Let's meet another new one. I'm Dean and my partner's Justin and we met in England. He was stationed there in the US Navy. So he'd been working there. He was all together there for three years. Um, I'm an intensive care unit nurse and we just met on Tinder. Um, he was passing through where I, my city on the train and we matched. Yeah, we went on a few dates and then after a few months, I kind of moved in my situation, my living situation. I was hag sharing with a friend at the time that came to an end. So we moved in together, knowing that he would be coming back to the US in about 18 months, 20 months, and we knew we wanted to be together and we thought, well, we'll live together in England. And we started to look into all the visa process and we were due to get married in England. And then by the time we organised it, the week after lockdown. 
Dean made the move last summer at a similar time to many from the UK who've been waiting for their K-1 visas during the pandemic. Like me, Dean and Justin's ceremony had to be a small affair. We just went to a tiny chapel next to a steak restaurant at the end of the runway in Monterey. Like, I'm a bit of an aviation geek. We both are. We love aircraft. You know, I like going and sitting at the airport watching the planes. And Justin's sister and brother-in-law and niece that's all that came my parents sat and watched on facetime justin's parents are in north carolina so they couldn't make it a few days before though there was a slight panic i left it to justin i was like just book somewhere before i get there like i was so stressed with the visa interview and the medical in london i was like you book somewhere for this wedding like i don't care we just it's not going to be what we want so just do it and i do remember about two days before i thought oh i'm going to look at this place online a bit more in depth and the inside looked like a funeral parlor it was like where you'd go to view your relative in the mortuary i was like i can't believe we're getting married here it was hilarious however i thought it's just going to be a fun thing to look back on but then on the day the weather was nice and we did it outside so it worked out in the end and it was quite nice actually but thankfully it did work out justin's sister came through with flowers to decorate and family joined via facetime in an ideal world we wanted to do it on the beach with friends there and have a little barbecue on the beach in the evening but that wasn't going to be able to happen obviously the pandemic So maybe sometime in the future next year, we'll probably have a big party or something just for everybody. And that scenario may play out for you, that you are so caught up in the stresses of moving and getting the initial visa that the wedding feels low down on the priority list. But sometimes, despite not necessarily being what you imagine, it can work out. Because, I mean, when we talked about it over FaceTime and stuff and I wasn't here, but then when you're actually here and you're trying to get the flowers, get everyone dresses, get all the family sorted out, who's coming, who's not and get the photographer and get the cake made. It was, that's a lot to do in three weeks. That's Kirsty, who we know well. We were right on the beach and everything, so we knew we wanted to have it like kind of a beach thing or be on the beach. Um, then we planned to have it like actually on the beach and everything. Then we looked, when we looked into everything, we thought weather kind of things and stuff and thought, oh, well, that might not go very well. And the day of our wedding was actually a storm. So I'm glad that we didn't have that. We had it like on um, like a gazebo, like what was the beach is there and the gazebo was here. So we were sheltered and stuff and it was nice. And we did that like three weeks after I got here but it was like to try and plan like a wedding in three weeks and there were some things to adjust to of course that was another thing I think because I lost weight due to all the stress because I bought my dress like way before um but I mean it was nice it was a very small just some neighbors and his fam close family and friends it wasn't a big thing because it wasn't enough time to invite everyone for it to be a big thing because all of his family live you know different states and it's so far away it would have been hard for them to get everything sorted out but luckily he's brother and his wife from Indiana did fly over so that was really nice um but yeah we just had like a little thing and had like a little cake just made a simple cake made not these like big three four tier things it was a simple cake um we had like a nice efficient that was from Virginia Beach and he was like a very family based one so he would do like a personal thing for us and we had like a hand you know we wrap all the ribbons around your hand and you get that knot to keep so we had that little kind of tradition in there Um, and all the family wrapped around the ribbon each so that was kind of a nice touch but it was still stressful trying to plan that and it was so hot on the day it was um I think it was like 96 degrees or something Fahrenheit it was very very hot and the beach the sand was burning when we had photos on there our feet were just on fire but it was a very good day it was just so I was like the weather in the UK never is that hot so for me I was it was so 
unbelievably hot. To be in a wedding dress as well, it was it was challenging. Doesn't that sound lovely? Kirsty and her husband made the best of the situation they were in last summer, whilst travel restrictions remained in place. I mean, I took like we've got those pictures, and I sent my mum and nan everything. But it, and they sent cards and presents over. But it's so weird that you know not to ha- have like anyone of your side there. It just felt so weird. And I kind of and I felt kind of bad. Like I wish I could have waited time. Obviously, you can't wait the time because you're on a time limit. But I probably will do something, you know, in a couple of years or something. So obviously, all my family and friends can come over if they want to. Um, or it doesn't even have to be a wedding, just something where everyone can just kind of just have a nice time and relax rather than stressing about everything. But it did feel weird not having anyone on my side. <laughs> it felt very strange. It was so small. Like I always planned to have like a really big wedding, you know, hire somewhere out and it got, you know, just to be a big thing. But obviously when you only got a short amount of time, you can't you can't do that unless you've got someone who's going to plan it for you and do everything. Charlie, who we met last time, also had to change up plans. We booked our venue like way in advance. So it was actually originally booked for April. And then we had to contact the venue and tell them we weren't going to be able to make it because of like the travel restrictions. So um, they managed to like tell us like it's fine. Like whenever you get over here or whenever you know that you can get over here, just let us know and then we'll try and find you a date. So they were really helpful with with like allowing us to keep the, the same venue that we had. So thankfully we managed to actually be able to have pretty much the wedding that we wanted. Of course, this will look different for everyone. If you can go ahead with the wedding you have always dreamed of, that's incredible. What I would say is to go into this process with a certain expectation that it may not happen. The nature of the K-1 visa is that the timeline isn't definite and by the time it's processed and in your hands, the biggest priority will probably be just getting to the US. And all of that will feel overwhelming and a little crazy, so it is okay to do something different with your wedding day. Or have multiple parties. Why not? And that's the wedding done. We've come a long way from those first moments of meeting partners and thinking about applying for a USA visa. Now that you are living together as a married couple, I'm afraid the process isn't over though. Next time, the adjustment of status paperwork, all for that green card. I'm Dan Gooding, thanks for listening, and I'll chat to you again soon on The Immigrant Fiancé. 